What's up, Bone Ponies? Tabletop Totality here, and we're gonna get into some. I got weapons, tools. Depends where you want them, reuse them. Um, but we're gonna get into some interesting tabletop RPG stuff. But before that, let us get our introductions out of the way. I am, of course, Neil. As previous, I am Cody. I'm Steve. He's more like the concept of Steve. Well, because Steve's stuck in Denver. Denver but all Steve is everything. like this space-time continuum octopus that just exists in all of our minds. I'm stuck in Denver even though I'm not in Denver. But, Correct. Denver know, has everything, bro. Denver has what everything. So paradoxically, we're all in Denver and all not in Denver. You know what? You know what Denver also has? What does Denver have? Crafting in their tabletop RPGs. All right. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so much stuff. Surprisingly enough, you too can have it, even if you're not in Denver. Um, I think it's a it's a really good thing to have in a tabletop RPG. Um, some don't focus it on on it as much as others anymore. Um, like Dungeons and Dragons. In 3.5, they had a big, you know, if you're going to craft something, there's a certain amount of experience you got to spend. If it's magical or even if it's a spell, yeah. um, if, you know, the profession style of crafting, so like blacksmithing, things like that were a little, a lot easier, you know, because anybody can do it. You just have to have the skill into it. Um, And, you know, in 5e, it's not mentioned as much. There is still a big crafting aspect. You can still do everything. But let's be honest. No matter what the game is, as long as your character has the skill, you should be able to craft. So how do we exactly get that implemented is kind of what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about kind of our uses of crafting in any of our games that we've played, um, in any t uh, tabletop RPG, you know, Whatever it may be, that's that's pretty much what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Um, pro crafting, I think it's good to have. Uh, I think one of the funniest lines that has came out of us doing the business, and I don't know if it was recorded or not. I don't think it was. Came from when we had Frank was playing, and we were doing some play testing, and um, <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, so I'm this cleric, and I have all of these like." I'm a level 10 cleric, so I'm going to have like a couple of just basic use spells, spell scrolls that I know how to cast, so why wouldn't I prepare this? And everybody was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, why wouldn't a spellcaster who can cast these spells already have them pre-prepared in a scroll? Um, So this way they don't expend a spell slot um during combat. And I think that is an amazing Why idea. wouldn't a ranger know how to keep up on their bows or fletch an arrow or mm -hmm. yeah you know like it, it makes it makes sense and yep. i too am, am pro crafting um i have i've certainly abused some things in the crafting systems like in star wars um where belts illegal in star belts wars. are illegal well, in star wars galaxy, thanks to me yeah. <laughs> it only makes you know it's a it's a bigger bomb <laughs> Yeah, so, but crafting, I think crafting is cool because it allows, um, it allows a player to 
gives them an opportunity to maybe make something that just isn't in the game. Yeah. Maybe they want a custom weapon. Maybe they want a custom wand or a magic item that does a very specific thing that's not in the game. Mm-hmm. And I think that you as the overlord allowing that crafting process is, I think it provides something for that player to work towards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a goal that they want to do. And I think that it makes things a little bit more like earning them is a little bit more sweet when you do that, as opposed to just being like, Oh, you can just go to any store and they just have everything in the DMG. Like I, I I don't really get behind that. Well, I think, I think we like, even in the aspect of, all right, you go out. If you are a warrior, whatever, you know, Ranger, whatever it may be, um, that is constantly out surviving. They're going to know tricks of the trade they're going to encounter maybe a large sandworm, kill the sandworm, realize this hide, thick. Thick with five C's. Thick. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna look at it as a different, at a different way. They're going to look at how can I repurpose this? My gear isn't as thick as that. Can I wear this? What is this bonus going to give me? And I look, I do, I've played a lot of survival-esque characters that way. I'm currently playing one in our long-running campaign where anything my character look at looks at, how can this better me against my next enemy, my next foe? This, this was difficult for me. How can I use it against my enemies? Or my enemies use this against me. How can I repurpose this against my enemies? You know, that's going to be something that happens if you have a high survivalist type of character. They're going to go and take, you know, different or different metals they see, different hides, whatever it may be. They're going to collect these things. It's not just going to be from a dragon like everybody knows. Oh, I found some dragon scales. I'm going to go and repurpose these somewhere. Well, why can't you do that with any animal stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's that's it's a lot of stuff that's not going to be yeah you have to have a a well working um you know relationship with your overlord to create some new stuff but really all you got to look at it as is i think we did this cody is well this armor is lighter but it offers as much as protection as this level of armor so it's still a medium level armor but it's the equivalent of full you know a full plate Armor protection. Bucklers. 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 <laughs> bucklers, man. What happened to the buckler wizards? Bucklers matter. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, but no, it, you you touched on some good things, and and I think that before fifth edition, you know, crafting was was definitely something that a lot of people were really into, mm-hmm. but it was very costly. It cost yes. a lot of time. It cost a lot of experience. You actually, sometimes to make things, you had to weaken your character yeah. Yeah. by levels to make that thing. And I'm not such a big fan of that. I, I, think, I think it works. It can work well in the in the old mentality of not using milestones, but you use experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you know, you, I just killed twelve kobolds. Well, I got my experience that I needed to make this magical arrow. You you know what I mean? I think that yeah. was the trade off in the mechanics of the systems. Right. And I think for fifth edition, the, the best thing that they did was like, I mean, they, they streamlined everything. So like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You can have tool proficiencies and 
okay, I have a brewer's kit and I can make beer, I can make a healing potion or whatever. Mm. And it's kind of, it's honky-dory. It's not really like super involved. You know, it's pretty easy because that's what 5th edition was trying to do. It was trying exactly. to make what was super clunky in 3 and 3.5 accessible to a whole new group of people. Yep. Yeah. Which was successful, right? Mm-hmm. Um, say what you want about 5th edition, but it, I mean, that's what people are playing right now. Yeah. yeah. So th- what they did in Star Wars, the D20 for Star Wars that Wizards had, um, that was more based on resources and time. Mm-hmm. And so and it was something that we did in our downtime activities was create stuff. And so the last character I made was a gunsmith. He could make his own guns and he could make different weapons and stuff. So on my downtime, I took my resources, I created something, and then I would sell them for more resources or trade them. Yep. I would build droids that then helped me build more stuff. Okay. Yeah. You know, and so it was very like, it was, you got into it what you put into it. Yep. Right? Yeah. And I, and I think that that is something that could be translated over to fifth edition. Oh, and I certainly before, oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Certainly before the artificer class, like was like fully legit. I mean, really who was making stuff? You know, yeah. and even even the artificer, it's kind of like, oh, well, I can just make a magic robot dog. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can add this magical effect to this random item on a whim. You know, it's not the same as you need to go get the resources. Yep. Yeah. You need to spend the time to do this. Yeah. And it's also something that I think that when a player goes through that, like, it's more rewarding, but it's also like the item maybe is more important, more valuable. Correct. You know, because there was, there was a trial to get it or there was a great amount of effort put into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm also pro crafting uh, so much so that gotcha. when we were like, we were developing like a class called the witch and I was sort of thinking about how that could work and basically made that like my concept for that class was entirely about crafting. The entire thing was about uh, one of the types of witches that I wanted to develop was about making potions specifically. And the whole idea there was like, 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 like we were talking about, like you have these, um, these, these detriments to your, to your crafting where you're spending experience and then it moved on in, in, star wars to being more about like collecting resources and collecting and taking time and like this is a way to sort of make that into a a system that could work in fifth edition and in other role-playing games i think is it's like i want to make a like we want to make a healing potion okay well what are the ingredients of a healing potion uh it's this it's this plant this thing and like the the blood of a hag or something like some magical thing. Okay, well, you have to go and collect those things in order to create the healing potion. So now you have an adventure for your party right, you to go on. Right, just made another collect. quest for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I want to make. I want to make a potion yeah. of of giant strength. Okay, well, you need to get blood from a giant to make it. Okay, well, then I guess we're going and, and attacking a giant to get the blood for it. You and know, it like also allows. Like that would be it also cool. allows another level of customization and personalization. Yeah. Yes. 
Exactly. To be like, I need to make something for this specific thing. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes. You know? Like, I, like the yeah. armor I made in Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I need to be able to pick up enemy communications. Because mm -hmm. my character had a lot of heat on him. So basically, yeah. I was like, oh, he's paranoid, he needs yeah. he needs a scanner <laughs> in his armor yeah. so that he can figure out when people are going to try to ambush him. And that armor was like saved my character's yeah. life many times it was, yeah. it was but it took but it took me months of the character's actual life in downtime yeah and thousands and thousands and thousands of credits to make that happen right but then that armor was my baby yep you know what i mean like it was something that i had earned as well yeah. you know it wasn't Absolutely. like it wasn't like, oh, yeah, you just find this sword and, and yep, it just lets you kill dragons immediately. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like, oh, okay, no, I I made this sword specifically to kill a specific dragon. Yeah. yeah. Or I would you know, dragon, yeah. or a specific type of creature or whatever. Yeah. But like... there's, there's a really cool thing, actually, in the Stronghold and Followers book um, that Matt Colville put out. Um, yeah, Matt Colville. That there is um, a... Uh, what is it? Black Black Heart Scrolls or something along those lines. But pretty much what it ends up becoming is a protection scroll against certain creatures. And the way that they make the protection scroll is actually from a creature's heart of that. So that same creature. So like, hey, you know you're gonna be dealing with a lot of gnolls. Well, I'm gonna make sure one of the gnolls I kill, I'm gonna harvest its heart out. And I'm going to give it to so-and-so to craft this for me. And yeah. if it works, you know, for the Strongholds and Followers book, it works out great because, you know, usually that's one of your followers. So, you know, just bringing them the heart, they boop, done, the here you go. You know, after a certain amount of time, there's no real um, cost for it besides the immediate cost of that. But there's there's also, who's to say there isn't somebody out there that you encounter that goes... Well, yeah, I could get that done. It's going to cost you this, though, and I'm still going to need that heart. You, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Just because in one, it's it's presented in one application doesn't mean it can't be meant in others. Yeah. Um, so I think adapting crafting styles. So, you know, you played some TTRPG that you like very much, and one of the mechanics in it for their crafting you like a lot better than, you know, 5e's, which doesn't really get in-depth, or, you know, it allows the Overlord to do with it what it is. If it is nothing, then it's nothing. If it's crafting, it's crafting. Well, use mechanics from those things. Whatever TTRPG you're playing, use those mechanics to help quantify crafting. Um, I think just thinking historically because we like to do that here at tabletop totality your your warriors your soldiers all of these these types of people even your common folk could craft whatever it was in their field you know you didn't need to be a blacksmith to to go about certain things but you should know how to hone your your weaponry any any soldier you don't need to be a blacksmith to i shouldn't have to go to a blacksmith to get everything you know done perfectly you, you know if you I mean? had if you had a halberd made of chainmail right and mm -hmm. that was something you had not only was that extremely valuable it was also like one of the only things keeping you alive obviously yep. in terrible situations so you knew how to clean that thing you knew how to take care of it mm -hmm. and you probably did so pretty regularly 
Yep. Because what? When do you want that to fail on you? Never. Never. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I think that it's a. I think crafting is a really big thing that you can kind of work into your downtime mm-hmm. to make downtime more significant. Yes. Because it's like, hey, you know what? Yes, Rimrick, you want to create armor from this new metal that you found, which is just as hard as titanium, but half the weight, yep. right? And you have an access to it, and you have a blacksmith who can do it. That's all well and fine. But when you're halfway across the world doing whatever, that is not happening. You're, mm-hmm. you're not making that stuff. And I think that that's a good time for you to be like, yeah, you know what? Your characters are going to take a month off. Yep. And Ooh. now we can get into that sort of stuff. You know, we, we've, we've mentioned uh, Critical Role before and uh, the, the Legend of Vox Machina, so season one. Percy DiRolo and his his bad news and the pepper boxes to his guns, right? Those were creations that his character made specifically. And there was percentages for things like failures, gun jams, things like mm-hmm. that. And it created like a whole aspect, like a whole system within the game for that character, for the story that they wanted to tell. So you can do that. Don't be afraid just because 5th edition is light on that stuff. It's light on that stuff, which makes it so much better for you to do these things. Absolutely. Because you can just implement practically anything into the mechanics without messing something up. Mm -hmm. I think that is, at at, at the bare minimum, a good thing about about the system. You know, because it doesn't have everything flushed out, you can really... And a piece in and make it what you want it to be. Sorry to cut you off there. Uh, you know, no, no, no. Big, exciting I, I, point. I, I, yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> got a point and he's taking it. <laughs> 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 um, but I think another another aspect too is I think sometimes maybe overlords, DMs, storytellers, keepers, whatever you want to call yourself. I think sometimes there's some hesitancy about mm. letting people craft and make their own stuff because you're worried that you know, I don't want my player to make some sort of wand that can just destroy a dragon like right off the bat yeah. or make something that just completely broken and overpowered. Well, a tip from the from the Overlord's manual, right, would be you can give and you can always take away, mm-hmm. right? So you don't have to fear that, but I would advise that when you're going to do something like crafting, you're going to let people make that special something. Be realistic with your with some fail safes. Yeah, you know, my armor was super powerful in that Star Wars campaign, right? But it was not resistant to an EMP or an ion blast. That would shut it right down. If a Sith Lord decided to drain the energy from the power pack that was powering my armor systems, now my armor is just armor. It's just armor. There's no electronics. Yeah, there's no specialty. Sean played a character, our friend Sean played a character who was a ranger that had a rifle. It was a rifle that he found. There was constantly quests that he had to go on to to modify something or to Mm -hmm. fix a part, you know? And if, if he got something that was like, Oh, you know, Sean's character just did a full repeater with his with his rifle 
and shot like 20 enemies and the DM was like, well, that was a little kind of broken. You know, you can modify that as you go forward. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like just like what I was saying like with Percy stuff. There could be a failure, you know, and it could be done in a way that it's not like you're punishing the player. You're not like, oh, yeah, nope. I let you make this, but now I'm going to take it away. But everything's yeah. got to have you know, with great, great stuff's got to have great fallback too. There's got to be, if a failure happens, it's going to be something worthwhile because you're getting this, this level of what, you know, great reward. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and another thing is like, as the, as the overlord, a part of your job is kind of, you know, saying no to your players about certain things that they want to do. Like if they want to make that busted thing, and you, they're like adamant about it. You can just tell them you can't make that. But, yeah. if, but if they're willing, but if they're willing to talk to you about it, and they're willing to be like, uh, "Well, we can we can retool it to make it more fair or more balanced," then yeah. like, you can work with your players to allow them to do that. But if they're just going to make something that's broken, they want to make that thing that can kill a dragon in one hit, and you tell them you can't do that. But we can modify it to make it like give you advantage on it or give, or more give damage you more to dragon, damage for dragon, it but and it's weaker say, to they, something else, you know? And they yeah. Say, and, they say, and they say, no, I'm making this to, I'm making this to kill that dragon in one hit. Then you say, well, then you can't make it because that, that doesn't exist. That's, yep. That's well, not, not even that, but okay. So you come to me, right. And you're like, ah, I'm going to make this crazy dragon slicer. It's the Ginsu knife of dragons. It's what this thing is that I'm making. Yep. I think, okay. How are you going to do that? Yeah. How How is it that you're going to do this? What makes it so much different from anything else that you can find in the game? Why yeah. is this sword better? That's fair What too. is it that you're going to do that's going to make it better? And then if they come up with, oh, well, I happen to know that this dragon that wiped out my homeland, you know, that there was a people that used to fight these dragons off with, with obsidian. Oh, okay. So now you can travel back to your homeland. You can get obsidian to forge into the sword. You know, you can make it work. Oh, absolutely. That's yeah. That's without that's, without having to just be like, no. Yeah. But well, yeah, own. but it's it's it goes to that that aspect. I think. Versus, yeah. Versus you know, you can say like, yeah, you can make that sword out of obsidian, and it'll give you it'll deal more damage to that dragon, or it'll it'll give you advantage on attacks against that dragon. You can't make that sword and say, I slice the dragon with this sword and it dies. You know, you can't, you can't, unless they're willing to go to lengths that are equal to or greater than the feat of killing that dragon, which like, you have to kill kill 10 of its children, which are all adult dragons in order to kill this ancient dragon. It's like, just kill the dragon with like a a, a normal Hey man, if you pulled that off, if you were like, if I was like, "Hey, you need to get the the ten of its kin, primary, yeah. the the primary incisor from ten of its relatives yeah. to forge into this thing," heart, and you went off and you did it, yeah, yeah, all right, this thing chops a dragon like yeah, only, <laughs> but only the I mean? kin, only those dragons, right? You know right. What I mean? That specific family of dragons. <laughs> it, has, it has to be something nuts for yeah. it to, yeah. for it to actually but, be, no, be that broken but i agree i think and i think that but there's like two aspects of it right and i think anybody can bring to their table simple crafting all right you don't need to do what we just discussed about a dragon killing sword for the family of because that's the dragon family um yeah 
in draconic specifically it's canon, it's yeah. canon. <laughs> <laughs> um but you know you could do simple things like one of the things that i love the the game i love their system and you know simba room created by free league they mm-hmm. have a great medicus aspect so they have this crafting through like alchemy and things of that nature that you know yeah this person's skilled in this field so they know how to find herbal medicines well they're skilled in making the medicine so they not only can find it but they can craft this stuff well guess what that alchemy field you have multiple things you can craft in and now you know how to make the stuff very simple you you know what i mean and you don't need to find a lot of it but anytime you're out traveling it's now on that player to make it what it is and luckily you know the one person who we we played with robert um they do it all the time like that's their thing i think you know robert yeah i've known him for at least a year um (laughs) and so but like the way he does it it's very simple and it's it's not broken in in the sense that he can get these extra you know herbs very easy to come by in 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 where we're playing you know unless we're in very you know dangerous or rough terrain and then you know when he's asking me about these other things that are high level items that he can create he carries the the process well i go well to make those you got to find more rare resources it's not going to be an easy oh i traveled for two hours i found four herbs now i have four herbal cures you know what i mean it's it's not going to be that relation and that's the same thing you get with more powerful armor more powerful weapons do you want to create you know maybe a new spell or you know some incantation some ritual well the more difficult it becomes it's it's going to be one of those things that needs more put into it it's it's gonna need something added on besides just the oh yep i'm adventuring around for it you know and i think i think inherently too like there is somewhat of a system for that in D and D like with the wizard class yep. or like with spells that require material components, because there's some spells like when you're summoning like celestials or like fiends or stuff like that, that's pretty specific. Like yep. you need to have the blood of somebody from that died within the last 24 hours or something. Yep. That's mm-hmm. not something that you're going to be able to be like, go to the mom and pop store in the middle of town and be yeah. like, yeah, I need a demon blood for my spell. I like, need a, a pint know? of demon blood freshly acquired. You know? Right. So like, that's an aspect of it. That's like already in the game and you can translate that over to, to whatever well, they're crafting but things. On, you know what I mean? But on the same token, like what Neil was saying before, like there's certain things that like, you don't have to be super complicated with it. Like Correct. if if your ranger or your druid wants to make like a small fishing basket trap or something, like do they really need to roll a million checks to make that happen? No. Is it really that important? Is, is it, it in their background? Right. Is it outside of their wheelhouse that they couldn't do this? Yep. Right. If you have a character that's been living in the woods by themselves for 15 years, yeah, I'm sure they know how to hunt and make traps and stuff yep. like that. I mean, it goes and it's back, an yeah. easy thing where you don't have to nail them on that. Mm-hmm. But then, at the same token, oh, you know, my wizard Graz wants to learn this new spell, but she has to have this item. 
She has to have the brain matter of a zombie or something like that. Yeah. Or I, I, you can't just go get that. Like I have mm-hmm. to go and earn that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's that's these are all ways that you can kind of incorporate the crafting and making things that aren't explicitly in the book without having to you know reinvent the wheel essentially you don't have yeah. to like yeah. make a whole new system to incorporate this stuff yeah no, I, and it's I, like, I, yeah if it, if it makes sense then it should work because i mean like going back to something that neil had said earlier about how like thinking historically i'm like, like talk about things that i said don't... like no it's no. only me <laughs> no i am um, like, like, talking, but talking about things that like like, to- like talking about like things historically like he had said before like when he was saying like like common people had crafts and stuff like common people like you think back to like medieval times and whatever what do you think of when you think of peasants you think of farmers you think of hunters you think of people that are able to gather resources knowledgeably and are able to harvest those things and understand you know good good from bad and 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 how to like dress and skin an animal and things like that. Well, so, you know, you have somebody you, with that kind of background or that kind of that kind of knowledge, they would be able to obtain those things mm-hmm. without really needing to like roll checks for them or 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 to craft them. It would just take them time. And to that's add to your to add to your point that you're making, mm-hmm. and as as a historian, I'm going to talk about some history here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just gonna just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> so. One of the things I want to say is that um, I've been watching some of the uh, I've been watching some documentaries about the the Danish and Scandinavians in England and the formation of England and the Dane law. And without getting super specific about it, one of the things that allowed the the Vikings to succeed while they were in England is that essentially wherever they went, they were capable of stripping the resources from anywhere where they went. Yep. They could hunt, they could fish, they could forage, they could do all of these things. They didn't need to have a town to survive. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they could just show up and live off of your land, and now they're a problem. Yep. You know? So there's a certain amount of capability and things that are going to be, I think you should equate into your character. Mm-hmm. And some of this even comes like from like your character's background. Yeah. Oh, like big we time. were saying before, fitting your background. Oh, even even your character's race. Okay, dwarves, right? Don't dwarves get a natural bonus to like stonecraft and things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, specific dwarves, not all. Yeah, dwarves. yeah, 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 not yeah, try, yeah. I'm not trying to, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I think. You know, I think that these are all things that you can kind of play up. Like you were talking about Robert's character in Simbaroom, you know, Akak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. He's he's constantly, I'm going to look for new herbs. I'm going to look for this. I'm going to look for that. And, and your character not... in, in that is always like, I'm going to go hunting. Yeah. Well, yeah. so is yours, go... Steve. You're just not successful. It's not very good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to hit something, boy. <laughs> and it's going to add an extra element to the game that some people are going to really enjoy. Like we played star Wars and there was plenty of times where, where Sean and myself were like, we just crafted for a whole month. Yeah. Like that's what we did. We took a no, month off. We just crafted exactly stuff, it. you know? Yeah. And it, it's the same thing when it goes to, Oh, well, so-and-so wants to go and study from the, from like a massive library and learn, 
some new thing. They can go do that, and it could be just as simple as, oh, I'm going to spend time to fix my armor or add some extra yeah. thing. Crafting, you know? crafting well, definitely just comes into so many different areas. And yeah. at the baseline, it's very easy to add in. You could yeah. go way above with it. You could just be very minute with it. Um, but I think it'll highlight any game you play in, any TTRPG you kind of go with. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's like all you have to do is think about what resources the person might need, how they would obtain those resources, and then uh, determine whether or not there's a role that they have to make, or multiple roles depending on how long it takes for them to exactly. do it. Exactly. Yeah. And the roles should be ones that already exist in the system. And if they're not, then you need to make one up. You can just make one up and figure out what ability yep. it requires. It's, it's, it shouldn't be anything too complicated, honestly. No, no. I don't think you have to worry... I don't think you have to worry. I'm sorry, Neil, but I don't think you have to worry too much about if something. If you let somebody make something and it's like maybe not what you expected, or the system isn't the the rule you implemented isn't as beneficial or as neutral as as you thought it yeah. was going to be, and it's kind of changing things in a, in the wrong direction. That's where you can implement. Like simple, simple things. Don't you don't have to take the thing away from them, but you can throw a, a, a wrench in the wheels. You know, yeah. you can say, "Hey, yeah. listen, get all of your charges for all your power charges got wet when you when your ship crashed. The gun's misfiring. You know, yeah. your musket yeah. is misfiring. You don't have to." Well, there's I, there's I guess, so many I, different I, ways that we could also explain it and sh yeah and and go through it and try and help you at your table, um, but we're hitting the end of our time here. Um, if you liked what we talked about, definitely go into the comments below, add into the conversation, add your input, add, maybe ask us to hey, do you guys want to do another episode on it? Because really, we won't say no. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll, yeah, any we any talk of the about topics for, we've talked about before forever. or into the future, we could do more about. <laughs> Maybe um, except for the the classes of of D and D specifically, because those are just kind of us. I mean, we could do them. We could do them. You know, we've we've done better content, in my opinion, than those. Um, things. But that pretty much wraps it up for us talking about crafting in a mm -hmm. TTRPG. Um, could be very involved. Could not be it's it's whatever you would like it to be but uh thank you all of the bone ponies who came out to watch today or the day you watch it moving whatever forward, day that is whatever day it yeah. is it could be today or if you it could watch be it, yesterday or if you watch it multiple days right yeah. watch it over yeah. and um, over get those view counts up baby yeah <laughs> but make sure <laughs> if you like all of our content here Go to our drive through RPG to be able to see our adventure books that we put out. And then also follow us, you know, on Instagram, Twitter, Reddit. We're on there. We talk about a bunch of stuff. Um, and uh, make sure if you want some nice bone pony merch, some good old tabletop totality swag. Um, we have a T Publix as well um, that we create all of our merch through. Mm -hmm. Yes, and we are also revamping our Patreon, and there's going to be monthly exclusive content on there that you will not see anywhere else. So, exactly. Uh, definitely check out the Patreon for as little as $1 a month, and that dollar goes right into our projects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So...
And as much as, you, as, as much as you hear it all the time, uh, like, comment, and subscribe on this video to, you know, show that, you know, you appreciate what we're doing and, and you want to see more of it. It definitely helps us out for sure. Absolutely. And I, I think probably the final point I'd like to make about the whole crafting thing is if you have access to it, I'd check out Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have some really good tables for different toolkits and things that you can do with those kits to give you some ideas. Get them mind juices flowing. Mind juice. For Dungeons and Dragons specifically. Yeah. For D&D specifically. Or also check out uh, Strongholds and Followers, which is for 5th edition, but I think it's written in a way that you, you can... could use it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, but otherwise, everything we've mentioned is in the crowd below. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's it for us, boom. We'll catch you next time. Did you say Damn. Uh, wait, wait, did you uh, did you just say uh get ranched? I did. I did. <laughs>